Hey guys, welcome to WNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Evening, folks. And Fedra Ekris. Hello, everyone. So tonight, yeah, there's a lot of news that came out this week. I know we've been doing some main topic stuff, which we still haven't finished yet, but I'm going to put it on the side for tonight. We're going to go over some news since a lot of news came out. There's um, a lot of news. Hey, a yeah. lot of news. Just in case I'm missing some, you guys can let me know, but I think I got most of it. Um, anyway, so what have you guys been up to? I know, Fedra, you said you had seen a certain movie. Yes. Do you want to talk Rock- about Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. Um, so you, did, you didn't watch Rocky Five then? I did. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. so now you, I didn't know you saw oh, Five. Oh, so you finished it off. Well, she, she, last time I saw you, you saw all four for the first time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, and yeah. I, I saw. Yeah. Avoid Five. So did you think you should have avoided Five? You know, I want to say that you're right. But at the same time, no, I kind of... Right. Don't feel obliged. I, I kind of, I kind of agree with Jack that I liked at least watching the circumference of the whole thing. But yes, it was definitely the weakest. Uh, definitely not necessary overall. Um, I really didn't like a lot of the writing in that. Uh, for you know a lot of the things that you mentioned, I don't like that. You know, Rocky was like avoiding his son, uh, that he was putting all of his attention to this, you know, runaway kid that wants to be a boxer. Tommy and... Gunn. You know who that was? Yeah, that was Tommy Gunn. Yeah. That was John Wayne's grandson. Oh, wow. Okay. And he was uh, he was a real boxer, too. He was actually pretty good. He was a heavyweight. And he, and he died. Uh, he died? A couple wow. of years ago. Yeah, I think he died of... I think he died of AIDS, actually, you know. Oh, my. That's too bad. But um, Rocky Balboa, I really loved. I loved the whole comeback. Uh, <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it was a good, uh, really good way of writing of, no offense, for Adrian to pass away. I thought that was great. It was a great segue into, you know, the relationship with the son. Uh, I can't remember the... Uh, the boy actor, but um, I've seen him in a, a lot of other stuff. He's a good actor, and and he they in, he, he was in Heroes. Yes, he was. Yeah, and uh, I think their chemistry together were great. Like mm. playing an estranged son, he was just spot on with Stallone. Um, and then I finally get to see the the scene that I know so well and uh and being able to put it all together it just it just made sense I've been watching it every week now actually because it's just been motivating my life to just push further than I normally would um and he says uh it's not hard it's not not about how hard you hit it's about how hard you get hit and keep moving forward that's how winning is done. Yeah, that's one of the greatest quotes in movie history, I will say, you know, because that has motivated me so much. And a lot of times when I feel down or mm-hmm. I feel I'm failing, I keep thinking of that. And I, I thank Stallone for writing that line in there. Yeah, 
I mean, really, I mean, he, he's just 100% about, you know, that the world ain't sunshine or rainbows, you know, it's just like, <laughs> it, it's, just, it's just so true, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm very much a, a very positive, go-lucky person, and I'm always looking for, you know, the bright side of things, but you also have to be realistic that, you know, people, places, and things will bring you down, and... I really, really love the writing in Rocky Balboa. It was a great comeback. Uh, even having, you know, the girl, uh, uh, Marie. Yeah, Marie, you know, and that whole bit with the son and all that and getting the dog. I mean, it was just like very well played on kind of turning everything once again to what was comfortable for Rocky, but in a, in a more modern twist so really 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 good i definitely could rewatch that again so i would say overall i think the second one is still my favorite and then it would be actually rocky belboa right underneath that i would watch both of those you know multiple times so now i'm going to go into the creed stuff naturally because it's available and then i believe part three is uh next month march Third, yeah, I think. I think it's March. Yeah, I've got it's March. Yeah. Next month is March. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, my favorite was the first one. Yeah, you because know, it's the original and again, it is an amazing picture. I think it won best picture. Um and uh I I don't remember. Yeah, it did. Um I'll check. <laughs> you know, I like check. And, and my second favorite is is Rocky Balboa because you know what it is. It's like I can relate to him more from someone that's aging and having to get back into shape and everything. Like especially back then, you know, motivated me because it's like just because you're in your forties and your fifties doesn't mean you have to give up going to the gym. You know, there's still things that you can do. You can't do what you used to do, but you can still do things. You just have to do them differently and that's what he was trying to to say you know and uh it's a good movie and and the boxing was really cool too because the boxing was the most realistic because like they filmed it like kind of like in a hbo boxing sort of an event and uh, And it it looked very real they even did the whole gaming you know prediction which i thought was so cool (laughs) but his son was in Rocky Five, and I think he was in Rocky Three. Um, you know the, you know the, what's his name? It's not Rocky Junior. Is it? Is it Robert? Robert in the uh, Rocky Five? You know the the kid that he, you know, Rocky was yes. ignoring him. So that was his actual son. And, uh, and, and oh, that's he, his real son. Yeah. Oh wow! And no he, way. He died not too long ago. He killed himself. You know. And I think he was autistic too. Um, oh my! Yeah, and no, that's rough, you know. So it's kind of like seems like a tragic end for a lot of people in these Rocky movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, sad. It's the curse of the Balboa. Uh, um, you're right. Uh, so Rocky became the highest-grossing film of 1976, earning approximately 225 million worldwide. And then it also was, you know, critically acclaimed for writing, performance, the story, as well as uh, film's direction and score, cinematography, and editing. It received over 10 Academy Award nominations and won three, including 
best picture. There you go. Yep. Man. Yeah, yeah. So they, they're they're a fun series. Uh, I kind of feel like again with Creed, they're ripping off Rocky. Also, um, I just want to put this in the universe just for my future as a musician and songwriter. I will love to get an opportunity like Bill Conti had because Bill Conti did the music for all six. No, he didn't. Rocky films. I mean, that he didn't. franchise to get into as a songwriter, composer, if there is one. Okay. I'm just putting it out there. I'm putting in my McLaughlin and saying, wrong. <laughs> he did not do it for Rocky IV. Wow. Well, uh, I mean, one well, the music of the was six... different. Well, the music was different. The music in Rocky IV was pretty cool, though. I mean, I'm. I think I mostly would listen to that when I was working out. Living in America. Well, not that. Of course. I to of that. course. <laughs> no, the training montage music. I, I think is was it Vince DiCola or something like that. But he did. Uh, Bill Conti did the Karate Kid because he was busy doing the Karate Kid, so he couldn't do uh, Rocky Four. I mean, that's a good one too. Hey, I mean. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying, if I can, if I can get an opportunity, like just one, you know. I mean, you know, it's like it's like those guys who do, uh, you know, uh, what is it called, Fast and the Furious, you know, Wh whoever composes there, you know, there's nine of them, you know. <laughs> so. Well, you should watch. Uh, I, I, you know, it's all depressing. Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. Oh, so you have seen it though? Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a while ago. Yeah. Boxer. Boxer. Yep. Yeah. So what about you, Jack? Have you been seeing anything exciting? Uh, I have not been doing a whole heck of a lot. I've been catching up on some comics. Uh, I've been unpacking my room uh, a little bit more. I don't know what I'm going to do with some of my Bowens because I just don't have shelf space high enough for them. Uh, Make shelf. Huh? Make another bookcase or a shelf. That's what I may have to do. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Yes. You can see the little. Well, no one can see. Unboxing is getting better. Oh, they look great, though. I'm showing you guys. I know. But, you know. So uh, that's about it. It's just there's. I forget how these collections accumulate. Like, I started going through boxes and I'm like, damn, I got a hell of a lot of boxes of these things. Okay. God bless you. Well, I mean, Bowen was around for about 10 years, and I got into the hobby about three years in. So, yeah, he cranked out an awful lot of stuff. I I wish he'd get back in the game, but uh, that doesn't what's your favorite? What's your favorite piece that you have? Uh, my favorite piece, it goes back and forth. Um, between the four, the thing, and the silver surfer. I mean, this the surfer is just gorgeous. He's chromed, uh, hanging out in a good stance. It, it's it's actually the one people their eye goes to when on the shelf. Well, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, because yeah. because he's so shiny and everything. So I, uh, I think the Thor looks really nice, though. I, I like that one the best. The Thor, the Thor looks good. Um, but the, the surfer just gleams. And uh, 
like I said, you know, people are like, oh, I like the Oscar guy with the surfboard. It's like, no, it's not the Oscar guy. <laughs> but the Oscar guy. <laughs> it's like he's silver, <laughs> he's not gold, you know, but like I said, that's the piece people always the eye goes towards. And it's probably uh one of the more expensive bowling busts because it came out and it was just gone in a matter of hours. Oh wow! It sold out, and that was when he was doing even the larger runs. Uh, but like I said, I, I wish he'd get back into the game. But uh, there's other other pieces. Uh, I did try. Uh, Diamond has started putting out a line of PVC statues. So instead of being the cold cast porcelain, uh, it's the uh well plastic and while the paint jobs yeah, aren't as good some of them look better than others like uh i did pick up the loki and he's he's kind of close to bow and scale the thing is they always have all their characters in like the d bent posts uh poses so like they're always crouching or posing with the extended stretch um so you can't tell but I think he he is actually pretty close to the standard Bowen uh, one seventh scale if he was standing upright. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, you know that one looks pretty good. I also got the Mysterio one off of eBay that I saw it at a good price and couldn't pass it up. So uh, I haven't unboxed that one yet, but he's a little smaller. But yeah, I mean, other than that. Uh, I started reading some more of the new Spider-Man run, um, which it seems like the new the new trend in a lot of Marvel books is everybody hates the superheroes again. Spider-Man, yeah. like Spider-Man, they keep alluding Spider-Man did something in Pennsylvania that caused a lot of damage, and everybody hates him now. Like other superheroes, the press, everybody hates him, but they haven't said what it is yet. Uh, the Fantastic Four are split up because something happened at the Baxter building and destroyed a couple of several blocks of Manhattan. You know, you see the damage, everybody hates them, but you don't know what happened yet. That's, that's, that's the trends in two of the books I'm reading. So I, I hope that's not a trend where the Avengers come back, but everybody hates them, you know, so who knows? But the uh, Spider-Man read is is pretty good, uh, not as good as uh, the previous run, but they're doing some interesting things. So that's oh, about that's it. Cool. So I was happy, and I got to thank Charlie for this. Charlie found me a clean copy of Song of the South. You're and I kidding? That. Yeah. And Where did you find that? <laughs> I ended up watching it the other day. Now. Some history. Well, first of all, uh, uh, yeah, I think it was last week they closed Splash Mountain because during the whole, I guess the the whole George Floyd thing, where a lot of things changed, or everybody just felt like they had to anything that was controversial they had to get rid of, and that Disney immediately it's like, well, by the way, we're also going to get rid of Splash Mountain because we feel that it was based on a, a racist movie, and we're going to replace it with the princess and the frog 
you know, which again, I like the princess and the frog, but I love that ride splash mountain. It's just, it's probably my favorite ride of all Disney world. Definitely in the magic kingdom. It's my favorite ride. And it just sucks that it's gone now, you know, that we'll never see it again. I guess it's, I think it might still be available over in either Japan or China, you know, one of the Asian ones, but it just sucks. Cause I, I just, it gave me a happy feeling. Like they say, you know, going to your happy place there. Um, but you know what's crap, though, is I had seen Song of the South when I was a kid in the theaters. And I the thing I remember the most about it, it was the kid, he was wearing like a red outfit, like one of those little Lord Fauntleroy outfits, but he was it was all red and he had knickers. And he went into like a field that was... Uh, penned off and there was a bull there and the bull chased him and ran over him and he basically almost died um that's the thing i remember the most and you know brer rabbit brer fox brer bear you know uh and then i had seen it on tv i guess a few years later um and i caught some pieces of it on youtube every now and then it's on youtube you know you might be able to see it but i watched the whole movie from beginning to end and it's such a great movie and it there's no racism in it it's just a load of crap it's and i read too that whoopi goldberg has been pushing for that for disney to release that movie because she really enjoyed that movie and and it's basically it's about like it's post-civil war which i didn't realize so it's post-civil war this boy has got two parents the, the parents aren't getting along so they're separating which is kind of weird I guess for that era. And um, so he goes back to Georgia and the wife and the son go and live with the grandmother on this plantation. And I guess the, you know, the, the people that are working there are no longer slaves, but they're still working there. They're laborers. Um, and, you know, you, you again, it's, it's kind of tough, I guess, talking about the civil war. But I, I do, and I used to get in arguments with Taylor about this all the time. Yeah, no, it was horrible. The, the whole idea of slavery and and what happened to you know the black community back then. But I, I just don't believe that everybody in the South w was completely evil. You know, and well, well, first of all, from what I read and from uh, the Ken Burns documentary, ma majority of people in the South did not own slaves. It was for you know, the, the rich basically had slaves. So it's not like everybody owned them back then. Um, but there were a lot of people that did own them, treated them like animals, you know, like uh, how we are used to seeing them in movies. But there's also, there there has also been, uh, and they talked about this in the Civil War documentary where, they treated slaves, I guess, nicely, you know, I mean, they were still slaves, but some people would where they would be part of the family. And, uh, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's sad, you know, to, to even talk about it, but it's kind of like some of them would look at them as animals. Like if you, you know, treat <laughs> an animal very nicely, you know, they're going to be nice to you, you know, and, and it, it seems like that's what they did 
with a lot of the slaves back then, um, you know, is that some families did, you know, treat them as part of the family and were, were very nice to them and they enjoyed them. And I think that they probably had Stockholm syndrome, like, you know, like, and like once they were free, they still stood around with like some of the plantations because they were so used to the life that they were leading. And I guess they're, I don't know what opportunities there were. All right, I'm going to go beyond that. I, anyway, I wonder where you're going with this dude. <laughs> so where I'm going with it is that, um, so uncle Remus is, uh, is like one of the laborers, but he doesn't really work cause he's retired and he tells stories about Br'er Bear and Br'er Rabbit. And so the kid doesn't have a father figure now. So he latches onto uncle Remus cause he's this great storyteller, but the mother is kind of concerned that, you know, that he's a, a bad influence for the son. Cause every time the son does something bad, uncle Remus will take the blame for it, you know, even though he shouldn't, but he, he likes the kid so much. He doesn't want the, the kid to get in trouble or get hit or anything like that. And he'll say, Oh, that was me. So the mother starts like looking at him cross-eyed. It's like, so you're the bad influence on my son, you know, and keeps telling them, it's like, you need to stay away from my son. You know, you know, he's been, we've been growing him up a, a certain way. We want him to be a good kid and everything. But, uh, in the end, Uncle Remus thinks the best thing to do is just leave because, you know, he doesn't want to come between his the mother and the son. And the boy loves Uncle Remus. You know, he's really attached to him. And he sees him leaving and he, he goes through the field and then that's where the bull runs over him. And the kid is like in a coma, basically. And uh, so they call the father and, the, and you know, the father comes and and uh you know he says you know i'm here son you know I'm, I'm here for you and and all he keeps saying is uncle remus uncle remus you know and then they bring uncle remus in and uncle remus tells a story about brer rabbit fox and bear and the son it slowly starts to come out of his coma you know and he and you know and the boy grabs uncle remus's hand and it's just so nice you know it's like it's not it's bringing people together it's not bringing them apart you know and it it has such a wonderful ending and it's just a wonderful story and it's got zippity doodah in there it's got all the music from the ride in there it it's bs that disney will not release it um because it's just i think it's a great movie and i think more people should see it and again if i ever become ceo of of disney you know what i'm gonna do that's going to get a 4k ultra restoration. <laughs> <laughs> I'll release it in movie theaters. I'll release it on Disney plus, And of course on disc and digital. Um, you know, I, I, it's a good movie. I mean, people that say that it's racist, I, I just don't get it. You know, I anyway. have to go see it now if I can find it because, uh, I, well, I I know that I've seen it because I used to sing that song. My mom used to, you know, tell me to, you know, stop singing zippity doo So I guess that's where it comes from. Uh, but I really don't remember it. I find it very interesting, though, that Whoopi is saying for it to be put out. I find that very interesting. Yeah, no, she remembers seeing it when she was younger and she remembers liking it, you know, I mean, and. But again, it, it's the people that haven't seen it are the ones that 
feel that we shouldn't see it anymore. You know, I mean, that's like. Um, I, I would crazy. say um, just from what you described, I don't think it's not just the fact that they haven't seen it. It's if they did see it and they feel that it brings up the past in a way that they don't want to see it. And that's what I have a problem with, because I agree with you. Not everything is actually black and white. There is gray within our history and there's gray within people's actions. So it, it should be shown. It really, it really does, because I think if we had not come together, we wouldn't be where we are now in history. We would be still, you know, replaying those old beliefs or those old stereotypes and attitudes, but we haven't. We have really, you know, we have progressed as much as we hear on the news and, and see this, you know, propaganda that racism is alive and well. Um, I think it isn't. And the reason why I think it isn't is because of just what you just said, you know, seeing, you know, different forms of film to show this history helps us evolve. It helps us have a discussion. It helps us, you know, see things from a different point of view and that's necessary and that will be sometimes uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, it's, it's weird again especially with the civil war um a lot of people it's a touchy subject I, I can understand disney having a an issue with it but i just wish they would let people decide if you don't want to watch it you don't have to watch it but if people want to watch them let them watch it you know and it's you know it's just unfortunate well in splash mountain because i i'm sadly i never went to that ride is there any characters of the movie even on no, just splash it, mountain it's just brer rabbit brer fox and brer bear you know and they sing zippity doodah and you know going to happy place and you know all, all the different songs from the movie it, it's all animated characters in it that you know uncle remus would tell the stories of yeah, he was you know. the narrator in the ride, I think, right? No, he wasn't in the ride either, you know. But I in the movie, he was. narration in the ride. No, it was Br'er Bear, you know. It was like, you know, it was, it was a great ride. And I'm sure Princess and the Frog will be really cool because you're going to have new technology. A lot of times with that ride, too, it would break. They just wouldn't fix it. You know, like, you'd see, like, one of the roosters on, like, you know, the, the steamboat, their head would be off on the floor. You know, it's like, I never understood it's that. It's like Willy Wonka's like, boat ride. <laughs> no, but this rooster had on a suit. <laughs> you know, it was a character. And it's just like, you know, the head turns back and forth, back and forth. And then one day it just kind of fell off. You know, and like, I mean, I remember going there and just seeing, it's like, oh, that head's missing. You know, um, they didn't keep it very pristine which they should have which they do other rides um but i still love that ride especially that last drop is so cool and well, you feel the point of the ride <laughs> yeah and you'll still have that you know in the princess and the frog and i do like the princess and the frog um but i it just brings back fond memories you know uh i remember going on i'm actually I don't remember when Splash Mountain came out, but uh, I remember going on it for the first time, and, and it was just so much fun. Anyway, enough of that. 
you guys ever get a chance to see song of the south see it don't be worried at the you know it's just it's a it's a very loving movie and that's all i'm gonna say um all right let's get into the news so so big news came out from james gunn and dc about the future of the dcu and we knew this was going to happen and he kind of like revealed like just a couple of movies like maybe about a dozen or less you know or, or in tv series and stuff like that um and it's interesting and it's also very strange too i kind of put them together in in my view of importance what i want to see but uh i'm going to start with some of the things that he announced so he announced that there's going to be a new superman movie and it's called superman legacy and it's going to open in mm, i'm gonna have the date right Sorry, guys. 25. July 11th, 2025. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> it'll focus on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. And it was influenced by All-Star Superman, which I enjoyed. It's a little weird, you know, but I it's one of my favorite Superman comic books. Um, so I'm happy about that. Thoughts, people. Well, that's Fedger first. Um, and you've seen all of different versions of Superman. Like there's been the Christopher Reeve one. There's been the uh, Henry Cavill one. Uh, and now we're going to get a new one. And what do you think? <laughs> I mean, overall, with Mr. Gunn. Excuse me. Sorry. I am I'm optimistic, you know. He did really a good job with with Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah. I am open to see what he can do. Uh and I am not happy that, you know, Henry Cavill is not coming back cuz I think he did a fabulous job being Superman. But I'm going to stay open to see, you know, what this story is going to be next. Yeah. Jack. Um, well, I am glad that James Gunn is handling Superman because I think one thing that he tries to inject into his movies is a definite sense of fun. And Superman needs to be fun, needs to be light. And I think he can, he can do a good job with pulling off a serious story while still making it fun. Um, I don't remember All-Star Superman, but didn't they borrow a lot from that in the Snyder Man of Steel? Uh, I don't know. All-Star Superman, I know that what happened was is that Lex Luthor lured Superman to the sun because there was like some space mission going on. Superman got too close to the sun and he was infected by the radiation and he grew stronger and stronger, but he was dying. It was like destroying his cells inside. So he had a, a limited amount of time before he died. And in the end, I just remember that, uh, I think the sun was about to go supernova. I don't know, but actually our sun can't go supernova, whatever, you know, whatever they do, whatever our sun does. And he went into the sun and is basically living in the sun taking care of the sun so that it doesn't 
explode, uh, which was kind of weird. But there was a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool elements. I liked his relationship with Lois, um, and I, I, I just enjoyed it. The artwork I, I really enjoyed. If you go on HBO Max, they have a, an animated version of it, which is was actually very well done. It was very faithful to the comic and was also faithful to the art style, too. Um, Let's see if I can find it. Well, like I said, you know, if uh, there's an animated version out there, it's and Grant Morrison had written it, which we'll get didn't into. He, I, 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 I think he did All Star Batman, didn't he? And that was insane. no, that was no, that was Isn't Frank it? Miller. That's Frank Miller. Frank Miller did Boy, uh, really? All Star Batman and Robin was Frank Miller. Oh well, once again, I wasn't really a big DC guy, so. I'm just remembering things all over the place for DC. But uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to James Gunn doing a Superman movie. Absolutely. Well, we don't know if he's directing, but he's writing it. I know he's writing it. I mean, the things I, I think that are important, number one, the actor. You got to get a good actor to be Superman. The costume is very important. Uh, I don't want any kind of music. like. I heard they were taking a, uh, a poll. Of uh, shorts or not? Yeah, that's what not. I was going to mention that too. Yeah, <laughs> he did on Twitter. You know, a poll as to whether to, he should He's have trunks or not. Trunks. So, what do you guys think? Do you think he should have trunks or not? Absolutely. Pedro, trunks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the red little things that he wears. The shorts they wear on the outside. Well, it's not underwear. <laughs> Unless you're talking about uh, Superman Returns, Brandon Roth. <laughs> yeah, I'd say no trunks. Sorry. Um, yeah, well, Henry Cavill didn't have trunks. Yeah, I like, the full, I like the full suit look. Uh, I would like, I personally, I, I would like to have the trunks back. I just, to me, that was my Superman for years and years. Um, like, I think Batman looks okay without trunks, but Superman, I don't know, I'd rather him look like the classic Superman. Well, it just needs something to break up the blue. Yeah. And if you're not going to have the trunks, then at least have the full belt. Yes. You know, I'll you agree got, with you that. You got to break up the blue somewhere, somehow. Not trunks, give him a belt with a big old buckle that says kansas on it kansas. all right maybe not kansas well that's another thing too which oh, i was so happy they had spoken later on about it that they want superman to represent truth justice in the american way and that just made me feel so good because jim lee and the other idiots at dc we're all against Superman representing the American way because, you know, again, it was mostly because of Trump and it's like, yeah, whatever, you know, let's just at that point in time, not everybody hated Trump, you know, they're, and, half and of the American way was around before Trump was even born. Yeah, I mean, just let's because, it. you know, Trump is the president of the United States doesn't mean you have to change Superman. I mean, Superman still represents America. You know, and that's what I think a lot of people outside this country 
when they saw Superman. You know, you look at his clothes, it's red and blue mostly, it's a little yellow, no white. But he was all about the American way. And and it's just disgusting to for him, for the writers to change the way he views this country because he doesn't like the leadership of it or he feels that it's changed too much that he can't embrace it anymore. Baloney. No. Then write he, a different book. Yeah. Um I was getting to the next one, the Batman. So the Batman. So there, there's going to be a sequel to the Batman with Robert Pattinson, but they're going to introduce a new Batman in the Brave and the Bold. And it's going to, uh, yeah, it says the DCU will introduce its Batman and Robin in this unusual father-son story inspired by Grant Morrison's comic book series. Uh, again, Grant Morrison, it's twice he's taking i get james gunn is uh, looking at two of the big comics that grant morrison wrote and adapting it to the screen now jack i mean i know you've you know grant morrison i mean i i, I, I am not the biggest fan of him um but i know i know people do like him um that run i know people there are a lot of people who love damien so i'm sure they're going to like that an awful lot um but even even grant morrison didn't plan for damien to be around forever damien had a shelf life according to him and damien was always supposed to eventually die um but he proved so popular that dc were like uh we gotta bring him back and i always enjoyed damien when he was a counterpoint to jonathan kent you know in the adventures of the super son because damien was a sarcastic just little pain in the butt and john kent is just such a good kid he's like his dad and the the juxtapositioning of the two of them together trying to get along while trying to go on a mission or their version of the mission uh was just a fun read peter tomasi did such a fun book when he was on it so hopefully they can capture some of that feel of damien without just making him a total little jerk so fedra you've seen the dark knight movies right yes so damien damien is the grandson of of Raja Ghoul, you know, who was in the first one, uh, played by, uh, what's his name? The Irish actor. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, yeah. And then in the third one, Talia Ghoul, who is his daughter, she's the one, she, she hooks up with, with Batman in the comics, and she gets pregnant. She doesn't tell Bruce, but eventually he finds out that he has a son and he's being trained by the league of shadows and uh he's not the nicest kid uh and of course his name's damien you know so uh, but eventually i forget what it was but it's kind of like here's your son take care of him. <laughs> you know yeah that's basically it and, great uh, it's good parenting you know the son is basically a killer but how old would you say he was you know early uh, or I, even earlier than that 
no, 10, no. 12? He, he, no, he was 13. 13. And the reason that sticks in my head is because Jonathan Kent wanted to join the Teen Titans. And Damien would not let him join because he wasn't oh, yeah. a teenager yet. Mm -hmm. And Damien's like, you're only a few uh Jonathan Kent's like, you're only a few months older than me. And Damien was like, you're not a teenager yet. Yeah, that was I think that was in the animated movie. That was that well, that was in the book too, but uh so that's but why he, Damien is 13 and But Damien basically becomes Robin for Batman and he's ruthless. Like he is a killer, he is trained, and you know, and Batman has to deal with oh my god, I gotta stop this kid from trying to kill everybody that you know comes into the back cave or outside the back cave. <laughs> um and he, you know, he's just he's very arrogant. Um, he, he doesn't like Bruce. Uh, so it should be interesting. What I like about it, though, is that he's that means Batman's gotta be older, you know. We're not gonna well, be getting not really. I mean, well, you can't well, have a 20-year-old Batman with a 13-year-old kid. No, but you're not going to have another Batman origin story, you know. Oh like yeah, Robert Pattinson. This is probably Batman is uh, maybe not in his prime, but not too far from it, you know. I think maybe early thirties. That's fine, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably thirties for Batman. Forties. I just don't want to see a young Batman, right? You know, where, you know, I, I we're done with origin stories for Batman. Um, but uh, yeah, what do you do? You, do you think that sounds good, Kendra? Yeah, I mean, I I'm also done with the uh, origin stories. I would like to see more more complicated villains, not the standard ones. And I would like to see a good Robin film because I don't think they really cut it yet. I don't think any single one that has tried has really been successful. So. It would be nice to see it more authentic and seeing where, you know, not getting really along with Batman and, and kind of them coming together mutually on, I don't know if it's a crime or a villain or, or something. I think that would be more interesting to watch. I just, I've never been a fan of, of Robin and the comics. I just think Batman's better alone. Um, but I, uh, but I still think it should be interesting. I'd rather, I kind of would rather see Damien just because he's such a badass than to see an, an origin story with with Dick Grayson or Jason Todd or or Tim Drake, you know. So, I, I mean, I, I'm optimistic. Again, just cast the right person. Give us an unknown for crying out loud, you know, for for both Superman and batman don't give us like somebody that's famous just have them have the look and the feel of the character get the costume right and i think james gunn just might do that you know i'm, I'm hopeful about that i hope so i hope so just right. maybe so the i other mean really like, you know i mean i know we have to have batman um 
but I wish we got to see a little bit more of other characters in DC. Batman has had so many movies compared to even Superman. Like he has a lot of movies. I, I mean, I would kind of rather like get a little bit of a Batman break, but at least bringing Damien in will, uh, you know, put an element in it that we haven't seen for a while. Yeah. But I think also with Damien in there, we're going to see less of the procedural Batman. Um, we're going to see more of the action Batman. So I'm trying to think of what villain they would put it together to really do a big action Batman. Because I, I don't think we're going to see anybody that we've already seen in uh, the, the Christian Bale movies. Well, they could they could reintroduce the new Joker. He's very popular. Um, yeah, anything's possible. But yeah, I, I just hope it's not nothing stupid like Kill a Croc or Clayface or you know, just a cool villain. Uh, and and after Pattinson's Batman, I don't ever want to see the Riddler again. You know, uh, I was just yeah, please. <laughs> They just um, they just can't get it down. They can't get it down. Here, right. And I'm pissed that they're that's getting a sequel. Doesn't deserve it at all. I didn't like it. I mean, it was okay. That's the whole thing. It was okay, but it it's it didn't feel like a Batman movie to me, you know? Something was missing. I mean, I'd like to see good Two Face. Yeah, but I, not against Batman and Damien. <laughs> you know, not yet. Uh, no penguin. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I have a feeling I'll probably be Joker. You know, they they know they can't lose with Joker. Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, so another one, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. So is this science fiction adventure, which will be based on Tom King's amazing award-winning recent comic stories, presents a Supergirl viewers are not used to seeing. Uh, I never read that. <laughs> Tom uh, Kings. Me neither. <laughs> but I mean, it does. It does sound kind of strange. The premise that you know, there's a big chunk of Krypton floating around, and she's been living on it. Oh, is that what it's about? Uh, that's what I thought. I read about it, and like I said, it sounds interesting, but. Um, I don't know why the description made me think of World War Hulk, not World, uh, Planet Hulk, you know, where he's stranded on this planet and he's fighting all sorts of monsters and aliens all the time. Um, that doesn't quite sound like a Supergirl movie. Yeah, but, I just, you know. Again, for me, give me a good costume. Give me a blonde Supergirl. Yes. You know, and I'll be somewhat happy until I see the movie. Blonde-haired, uh, blue-eyed, all-American Midwest skirt. Girl. Give me a skirt. Um, were you ever I a fan of skirt. Supergirl, Fedra? Not really. I always thought it was very cheesy like ultra feminine. I mean, it is nice to see, you know, with the skirt. I can I can get that. 
Uh, but I also really like the design of uh, Miss Marvel. I actually liked that design Me too. much better, even though it, it, it just seems similar to Supergirl. But no, I honestly was just more of a fan of Superman and Batman growing up. It just didn't, I don't know, for whatever reason, I wasn't attracted to it. Again, I was weird growing up, you know. I was attracted. I liked, yeah, I liked more villains, actually. I should probably clarify that. I liked Poison Ivy. I liked Harley. I liked Catwoman. Like, I liked all the, the villainous, you know. Maybe that's just me that I just preferred, you know, to see them, you know, rival around Batman. And he's just rolling his eyes, you know, doing his boomerang and, you know, getting the helicopter and whatnot. And one of them getting away. The other one he ties up, you know, it's just like, it's so funny <laughs> that I found more entertaining with the, but I'm going by the animated series. Cause that's what I watched the most, which is so good. I feel like I have to watch it now. Cause we keep talking about Batman. Yeah. Um, no, I was I was saying I was weird. I used to get attracted to some of the superheroines. It's like, oh, I wanted to marry Supergirl. I wanted to marry Miss Marvel, uh, Sue Storm. Wonder Woman was too tough for me. It's like, I just don't think that would have worked out, you know. <laughs> but Supergirl, I thought was cute. No, I I I would have to say, I, for me, Fedra, I agree with you. My favorite was Mary Marvel. Mary Marvel was always drawn very cute. Yeah. Whew. Um, so there's going to be a TV series based on the Green Lanterns called The Lanterns that's going to have Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan in it. Um, I, well, I'll just go. I, I think that they tried Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds, it didn't work out. They just don't know what to do with the character. And they were so scared that that movie was so not well received that they didn't put him in Justice League and replaced him with Cyborg, I guess. Um, but Yeah, because Cyborg was always on the Titans. Yeah. But they... People do like him. I, I never was a huge fan of Green Lantern. You know, I mean, I, I kind of liked Hal Jordan at times, but I liked him when he was a villain, you know. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm looking forward to this series. I don't get – well, I guess if Jon Stewart is joining him, Hal Jordan has to be a Green Lantern for, for a long time, you know. Uh, so it's – Again, not going to be an origin story. It's going to probably take place where the two of them are probably lanterns for a while. Uh, I don't know. I'm really not interested unless it's 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 done well, you know. Well, the thing is also uh, what I'm kind of a little disappointed about is they're going to be spending their time on Earth as Green Lanterns. So they said they're going to be terrestrial. So they're going to be here on Earth uh, versus flying around in space, dealing with all sorts of weird, kooky aliens, um, which is a little bit of a disappointment. Well, yeah, they, they were afraid in the first one that people would not accept, you know, a, a whole galactic sort of thing with Green Lantern. That's why they based him more on Earth. Yeah, you know, the but first movie. Space cop. I know. Are space cops. <laughs> no, but, but, 
James Gunn proved that you could do that with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And I I have no idea why he would have them earth based. I I don't know unless it's because it's TV they're going they're trying to cheaper. keep it cheaper. I think it's going to flop. I really yeah. don't like saying that, but I am going my gut on that one. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You just don't know sometimes. Like, I loved Doom Patrol in the comics. I really did. But the TV series just looked too weird to me. But there are people who loved, loved it and, like, mm. hate the fact that it's been canceled. You know? But, and the same thing, Titans. Uh... I watched a little bit of it when it was on, I think they were showing it on uh, TBS or TNT. Or CW or something. No, I don't think it made the CW uh, because I think it's a little too, uh, I don't know, I think they were cursing too much or something in it. Because um, it was one of those things that was shown after, you know, later in the evening. Uh, but. The same thing. I didn't like the look of it at all. Uh, I didn't like the character designs and stuff. But there are people out there who love that show mm -hmm. and think it's great. But to me, that wasn't the Titans. I don't know what that was, you know. But there are people out there who really liked it. And more power to them. Bunch of hippies. hippies. <laughs> uh, it's another series that is coming to HBO Max. Is Paradise Lost, which is set in Thermoscara, the which and it takes place before Wonder Woman is born. I think like a couple of hundred years. Uh, does it focuses on the genesis and political intrigue of an island of all women? And from what I heard, it's supposed to be Game of Thrones on Themyscira. Well, I love Game of Thrones. I was a huge fan. I saw the whole series. I saw almost every episode multiple times. I know. I know every character. Um, I'm. It's scary what I know. <laughs> um, so, but that means that that means it has to be really highly budgeted. They have an. They have to have an amazing crew. So I don't know if they're going to invest all that. Really, I'm. I'm well, very skeptical of that. If it's on Themyscira. It's on the same island. You don't have that issue of, you know, shooting different landscapes of being in the desert in one scene, then being in the tropics, another than being up beyond the wall. You know, the mascara well, is just a beautiful, sun, sunny island. But I mean, if it's going to be like Game of Thrones, does that mean it's going to be like at least somebody dies in every episode and there's going to be a lot of nudity and sexuality and politics, too? I think there's going to be sexuality. I think there's going to be politics. And, and people die, they turn into clay anyway. What's that? When people die, if they're the Amazons, when they die, they turn to clay anyway. No, I, I didn't know. I, I know Wonder Woman came from clay in one of her origins. I thought they all did. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Well, I if could it's, be wrong. If it's you all, could be wrong. If it's all women, then is this going to be more like lesbian stuff? Or sorry, if I'm the one that has to act 
like questions. Well, I'd rather like, you say I mean, it than me. That's like, are they going to have like men that just like, they go toward different worlds and well, like, you know, I'm kind of confused. You know, like, well, okay. when, when Taylor <laughs> used to be on, on, on the show, we had this discussion because I think in the comics, she came out as uh, as bisexual Wonder Woman. And okay. we discussed it. And, you know, we used to watch the old Wonder Woman series, Jack and I. And we used to watch, and we used to get the comic books sometimes. And, um, and Taylor says, well, it's just natural. You know, how could she not be? And I would say, well, I never thought about that at all. I never thought about sex when I was a kid. <laughs> exactly. You never thought about it on Paradise Island. Yeah, you know, it's like. This woman is a carpenter. This one's a warrior. This one's a librarian. This one's like, you know, they just, it was just a, a, an island full of women. That's all I thought. I never once thought that, you know, Wonder Woman must have had a girlfriend. Linda Carter had to have a girlfriend. You know, it was, we just didn't think about it that time. And again, comics were written for kids back then. And they always um, called each other sister anyway. They were all sisters. There was never. Well, I, that's why I remember. I remember them calling themselves sisters. So there was never that connotation of girlfriend, lover, anything like that. Well, yeah, but that's like me calling you buddy, you know? I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean we're sisters or, you know, we're sisters are like united as as a group of, of women. That That's what they're probably referring to. I just hope it doesn't get too much into it. Like we're, you know, like what they did with, which you guys didn't see, Willow, you know, like where that was like the main focus of the story. It's like these two girls who realized that they didn't like men and that they they wanted to be with each other and that, that they weren't accepted by the society that they lived in and that they went on a journey together. It's like, no, you, you could still, you guys can just fight, you know, it's like, we don't need to see this whole background story and everything. It's it just, you know. I agree. Not everything has to be sexual. I completely agree. Yeah. You know, it's, but, we'll, but you know, it's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, we'll, with, uh, yeah. like if it, you said. If it's going toward Game of Thrones, yeah. Because Game of Thrones was raw. It was very, but it wasn't, it wasn't pleasant either. It was a lot of dark in that, in that show. So it'd be very interesting to see if they will even show that side. I mean, again, I'm not always for showing the darkness and everything, but if you're going to keep it legit, I think you should, because I'm also very tired of seeing like and stop me if I sound too, you know, controversial, but I feel that they, they meaning propaganda will make LGBTQ T relationships like perfect or like rainbows and hearts and birdies and, and heterosexual as, you know, boring or toxic or destructive. And it's like, you, you, you can't do that either. That's not fair. Like, you can't tell me that every relationship is perfect. So I hope that they show that as well. Yeah. Right now, it's just an idea, you know. I don't think it's going it, to, they say it's like Game of Thrones. I don't think it's going to be a hard R. And I could be wrong. I mean, I hope that they teach us about Amazons and, like, what the culture is supposed to be like and, you know, 
something like that. And I'm mm -hmm. sure there'll be invaders and I'm sure there'll be some people that live on Themyscira that have uh, ideas of, of taking over, you know, maybe one group of women that, you know, don't like the current leadership. Uh, you know, there, there'll probably be stuff like that. Um, I, I'm, I'm not super interested in it, but I could be if it's, if it's done well and, you know, it, it teaches you to learn about stuff and I might get into it. So I'm kind of tossed up with this one. Um, you know, again, I, I'm more interested in Superman and Batman and I would rather have seen them announce maybe a Wonder Woman movie instead of an island where Wonder Woman doesn't exist, you know? Um, well, they seem to do that a lot. Look how many... Uh, well, I know, Gotham. Gotham, Pennyworth. Yeah. That's you know. gone. Pennyworth got canceled, by the way. Yeah, that, that's just wrapped up. But still, I mean, how exciting of the the earlier adventures of a butler, you know. Yeah, like, three seasons. <laughs> and it's I don't know. I don't get it. I think some companies just want to lose money. Well, um, who knows? This, this whole Themyscira thing could be only six episodes. Yeah, no, it could. I mean, I have you a know, feeling it's that's... Not, it, I mean, if it's on HBO Max, I doubt it's going to be, you know, the full 26 episode one ordered. Only Disney does idiotic things like that, you know, like where, you know, we're going to have 26 episodes of Daredevil Born Again, which I think, I think it's 26. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I don't need that. Um, so Swamp Thing, I, I thought was interesting because this is going to be theatrical uh again i never was a fan of swamp thing you know uh, or or man thing was that what he was calling marvel man well, thing. yeah but swamp thing was still had his intelligence um so he was smart he could speak he had a had a plan to do things the man thing just was marvel's swamp creature who just sort yeah. of wandered around he, he didn't swamps. like have a plan to go after the guy who set him up and turned him into this monster no he just sort of wandered around and walked into trouble wherever he went you ever seen any of the swamp thing movies fedra yes it was a long time ago but i i'm I'm open at least to it because I would like to see a new rendition of it. But again, it could also go terribly wrong. So fingers crossed on that one. But yeah, well, it's been again, a long time. I mean, that was like original horror movies, wasn't it? It was like The Fog, yeah, was Swamp like, Thing, The Invisible Man. Oh, no, no. Swamp Thing was in the 70s. It was with Adrian Barbeau. Uh, who back then was like probably the only hot girl on TV. <laughs> Um, and then uh, was it Heather Locklear was in the sequel, which came I out. She was in it, yeah, 80s or 90s or something. Um, I just think it's a stupid character. I'm just, you know, James Gunn. If you want to impress me, I'm not super impressed with what you announced. You know, uh, it could have been better. It could have been. I don't want to see a Swamp Thing. I just don't. You know, and then it's like I said, I, I'm saying these movies and projects based on my interest. So it's getting lower. It's going to get worse, you know, from here. 
uh, Booster Gold, which I never was a fan of. And I don't, that, I don't even know that what that is. It could be comedy. Booster Gold is like some guy, and he's kind of like a superhero. Um, well, he's not. He's a time traveler who took who brings future tech back in time with him to pretend he's a superhero to make a name for himself to be famous. So yeah, to me, it, it sounds like a, it's a comedy. Hmm. Yeah, and it's it's a TV series on HBO Max, and yeah, we, we don't need them, you know. Uh, the Authority, which is based on, I guess, Jim Lee's Wildstorm. No, characters. that's a that's a Mark Miller. Oh, is it Mark Miller? Pitch invention of the Justice League gone insane. <laughs> Oh, is it? You no, know, because like I know it was Wildstorm, and I thought that since it was Wildstorm, it might have been Jim Lee. But uh, so you're saying it's Mark Miller? It's Mark Miller. It is. Uh, let's see. You have your. It's an arc. I I forget the word. It's almost like an archetype of the Justice League. Like if you wanted somebody to fight the Justice League, but you didn't have the rights to them, uh, they created this team. Like. You, but they dialed everybody up to 11, as they say. Uh, you have Superman, who actually, he's he's pretty close to Superman. He's good. But then you have their Batman guy, who is completely super violent and psychotic. Uh, you have their Doctor Strange guy, who is actually a drug addict. Um, their... Iron Man type is called the engineer and she's like a cybernetic living computer. Uh, you have, they're led by, what was her name? Jenny Sparks. Jenny Sparks. Uh, who she's this, well, she was the spirit of the 20th century, which meant that she was alive just for the 20th century. And she was eternally young, so they have her uh, in, during the series. Like she's going through history, you know, as this beautiful woman, and she's interacting with all sorts of historical figures throughout the 20th century. And of course, her time is up at the stroke of midnight at the uh, 1999. December 31st, and then she's reborn. Uh, so yeah, they have a character like that, but it's it's super violent and really just kind of crazy. Think uh, if the guy who writes Lobo wrote the Justice League. That would give yeah. you an idea of the authority. I, I might like that. I mean, I, I would rather, I would have liked to see Wildcats because I never really read the authority. I um, liked Wildcats. I, I, I'm, I did too. It was kind of like X Men in a way, you know. Yeah, um, th they were instead of being mutants, though they were what Damonites. I think they called them were mixed in the genes or something. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I liked Wildcats, and I thought some of them were cool. You had the Captain America type guy, 
who was a cyborg. Uh, but, you know, he didn't look like a cyborg. He looked human, but he was an android. And uh, I liked the whole thing with, uh, what's the big guy, Maul? That yeah, the bigger he, was, he got and stronger he got, the less intelligent he got. You know, so if he got too worked up, he would go out of control. I liked Voodoo, who was the the girl. And Voodoo, Voodoo was was hot. Yeah, they was never. Course, you know, Jim Lee draws every woman. Not anymore. Well, he used to back in the day. What made him famous was the way he drew beautiful women. Yeah, that's uh, that's what always annoys me. Is like someone like Jim Lee, you know, like who drew like oversized boobs, oversized butts. And you know, did it intentionally to sell sex, and then all of a sudden, when people start canceling people because of their how they look at women or how they look at a specific group, he completely changes, and he condemns people that do what he used to do, you know, and he's like, everybody needs to be covered up head to toe from now on, you know, and I'm completely on your side. It's like, but you have a history of you you weren't always like that you know so if people do like that stuff you should just allow them to exist you know which again we'll get into cancel culture in a little bit but but anyway i'm going to go through quick so the other ones are like sounds like ripoffs of suicide squad which annoys the hell out of me because i i know james gunn likes suicide squad we're living in a world where john cena was taken is still on board with DC, but Henry Cavill was fired, you know, and yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah, it, I, like, I don't dislike Cena like you do, but uh, yeah, I don't know how you, you ditch Henry Cavill but keep him. But but what's annoying again is because James Gunn has got, you know, he he worked with John Cena and the people from Suicide Squad. His wife, I think, produces a show on this thing. His, you know, his brother is going to be in one of these things, um, and it. I just hate that. You know that. Uh, why the Suicide Squad? We we had two stupid movies. All right, the second one wasn't as bad as the first, and then we had a bunch of Harley Quinn crap, and they're not done. It, it, I, I, and you know, the. I want to go through this quick so we could just get moving on. But Creature Commandos is a seven-episode animated show. Basically, Amanda Waller is in charge of some team of monstrous prisoners. And then there's an, a, a Waller show starring Viola Davis, you know, which features Peacemaker and whoever the hell else. I I just don't like the whole Suicide Squad universe. It's like just they should have just let it die you know i agree with that because i didn't like them at all yay fedra i don't know i like the second one i didn't like the well, first. was all right I the second one but i still think that the reason why you know people think the second one is crazy because the first one sucks so bad but it was okay but it's again you know like why are you wasting my time by giving us a Suicide Squad movie when you could have been giving us a Superman movie, you know, or something that I wanted to see, you know? Well, then I don't set out to waste your time. 
<laughs> you know, it's not like, hmm, let's make a movie just to piss Joe Hogarty off. Well, when I say me, I mean everybody. <laughs> yeah, but there's some people who like that movie, so. I don't know. I don't know. No, but I'm saying, but nobody liked the first one. Ah, uh, enough people that they made a second one, did. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. So, uh, hopefully it's good. Uh, you know, hopefully he does a good job, but we'll, we'll see. Um, so I, I sent this to you guys uh, last week. Like People were trying to cancel Zachary Levi, who plays Shazam, because uh, he someone had tweeted him and asked him what he thought about Pfizer, you know, if they're a danger to the country or the world. And he answered back like, you know, uh, most definitely or completely agree. And so people think he's anti-vax and they're like, he's got to go now. You, you know, know I, I wonder when celebrities are going to wise up yep. and realize questions like that are a trap. Because no matter what you say, that person has an agenda they're going to nail you on. Like, why would you ask, ask him, an actor, about the evils of the America, American pharma corporate industry? Like, that, that is so out of left field. Like, why would you answer that? It, it's a trap. No matter what happens, it's a trap. It is a trap. trap. You know, it's it's just, and celebrities answer all the time, and they get slammed right after. If he said, "No, I think you know they're just following the American dream, like every other corporation," they'd be like, "He loves Pfizer," you know, or now, yeah, I think they're the root of all evil in the world. He's anti-vax, like. The guy was going to get it no matter how he answered the question. Just don't engage questions like that. I, I, it's like they're just asking for trouble by answering these questions. No, I, I 100% agree, Jack, you know, with your statement. I, I would have just said, I don't know. <laughs> why are you asking me? Ask yeah, somebody else. Why are you asking me? Um, I'll but, tell you, you know, Captain Marvel could beat Superman in a fight any day. You know, and also, you know, that people are going to react to what you have to say, you know, and that the people that usually react that are, you know, a lot of people that are pro vaccine are, are like, look, you people are not taking the vaccine, you know, you're responsible for the virus, you know, not going away, you know, but again, not everybody agree. I see both sides of it. I try to look at both sides of an issue you know and that's why it's like look you can do what you want to do you can do what you want to do you know um just if you want to discuss your issues but if you don't agree with one side that doesn't mean that they should never be heard from again you know um it, it's just, that's how kids act it's like i'm taking my toys home or i'm taking my dolly and that's it you know i mean mm -hmm. People are adults. It's like you, you should want to have conversations about this. It's like, well, why why don't I 
I'm not in favor of the vaccine. And, and why am I in favor of the vaccine? That it's like, you have to like the vaccine or else you are banished to bogey land, you know? And that's what pisses me off. But like I said, Jack is right. If somebody asks me a specific question like that, and I'm a, I'm Zachary Levi and I'm a famous person, I'm not going to answer that question. I'm just going to say, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> you know? Or just call them out on it. Why would you ask me that question? I don't yeah. work for pharma, you know, like call them out on it. Yeah. But or just, be... or just like, I, I don't feel comfortable. Like, you know, talking about that. That's not why I'm here. You're, you're usually talking about, you know, what movie I'm coming in or what movie I'm mm -hmm. coming out with. I'm an actor, you know, I'm here to entertain. I'm not supposed to, you know, sit here and talk about my politics or my opinions on, you know, big pharma, because if you disagree with me, you're going to cancel me. And then if I agree with you, I'm going to lose another step fan. So either way, you know, I lose something. So or, it, it's or, very much. Go I'm ahead, an sorry. actor. I'm not going to discuss politics. How many of these people start shooting their mouth off and then wonder why people are pissed off at them? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, well, it's just for me, it's just tricky because I feel that they should be able to have a voice and and state their opinion and not be afraid to state their opinion like oh my god there's going to be so much repercussion that i have to think about my livelihood and think about my rep reputation and think about my family and think about this and that it's a lot of pressure for anybody uh but i also agree that if you're in the entertainment industry yeah why why should you be even discussing that subject Right. Yeah, and it's it's weird. Uh, but I did hear that one of his parents passed away like a couple of weeks ago. So mm -hmm. I don't know if it had to do with that. You know, maybe again, it could have been a trap. You know, um, and but maybe the parent had problems. You know, with the medication that they were taking. Maybe that's one of the reasons they passed away. We don't know. You know. And he's staying clear of it. Like he's not coming out and saying, you know, either way how he felt. But it, it's just annoying. It's like people contacting DC and saying that you need to fire him because of what he said. That's you know, don't don't form an allegiance to one specific group or one specific company, you know. Um, just let people be. You know, it's like, I mean, I remember back in the day when, you know, people were accusing Charlie Chaplin of uh, communism and, you know, but I still love his movies and I thought he was a genius and everything. I mean, I don't know what his politics were. I mean, I think I kind of do, but, you know, it's like, it, that doesn't mean just because he thinks a certain way, it's like, I'm never going to, you know, watch his movies again. And then like people too, like, like when Michael Jackson um when all that stuff was going on with with the trials with the kids and everything it's like oh you you can't listen to michael jackson music anymore it's like i'm sorry but i still do you know it's like uh, yeah i mean he might have done bad things and everything but you know you can't tell me you can't tell me how to think and you can't tell me who to like and who i can't like you know right um plain and simple i mean you know 
yeah, all right, maybe Hitler, you know, or <laughs> something like that, but or Satan, you know, but uh, anyway, um, <laughs> so Peter Safran, who's partners with James Gunn, says the Batgirl movie was unreleasable and that they, they had to do it in order to save uh, the DCU. Thoughts? Um, who knows? We haven't seen it. It could have been unwatchable. It could have been boring. You know, it could have just not made sense because they chopped it to pieces on the cutting room floor, you know, during editing. Who knows? We've never, we haven't seen it. We probably never will. Um, so yeah, it's why keep talking about it? Right? Yeah, that I agree. Why, why put it out there? I mean, does it really matter? No. Well, I, I don't. I don't think he should have said anything. Really, I mean, I, but I, you know, I, I think that. I would have liked to seen it just for Michael Keaton back as Batman, but more than likely they were going the route from what I heard is that he was going to train her to be the next Batman. And maybe they were like, oh, we don't want that, you know? And maybe they felt that's why it was unreleasable. Um, if that's the case, but I feel everything is fixable, you know, just give me another, 20 to 30 million dollars and i'll fix it or hire someone right. that can fix it you know so i i don't know if i necessarily agree it was, it was another stupid thing him and zachary levi should have just went to lunch that day <laughs> you know uh there was a rumor and, and i think this is actually pretty cool uh they because again james gunn is bringing back a lot of the people from guardians that he worked with from marvel uh dave batista could be Bane. I think he'd make an awesome Bane. I think he could pull it off. Yeah. I think. But they have to have him speak like this no. again. No. <laughs> no. I, he has got the body for Bane for sure. You know. Um, he must be from the dark. <laughs> Well, the Bane in the comics, was he from Central America? Or? He, he was from Central America. And, you know, Dave Bautista looks that part. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. Like, but Bane was also intelligent, too. You know, I I don't know if he could pull that off. I keep thinking of Drax, you know. Yeah, well, I don't think so because I, I he's... He wants to play meteor roles. Like, you know, I, I I think he's glad Drax is coming to an end. No, I know he is. Because he, he wants people to see him that, you know, he could play many different types of characters. He just doesn't have to be the big dumb strong guy. And no, I, I and when he's when he's speaking in interviews, like he sounds good like you know he hasn't been hitting the head with too many metal chairs you know if you know what i mean like he sounds very intelligent well spoken so uh i think he could do a great job as bane 
Yeah, I just hope that if they do do that, that they introduce Venom into the whole story. You know, like, let it be a little bit more authentic to the comic books. Maybe change the mask a little bit, you know, but uh, I think that would be pretty cool uh, to see him as Bane. But yeah, uh, I, I think he'd do awesome as Bane. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to see him with uh, Batman and Damien yet, but maybe somewhere down the road. Um, the rumor that Ray is coming back. Oh, hold on. Before we go to a Star Wars thing, though. Um, I don't know if you guys thought about it when you read all the stuff about the, the gun plan. Um, there's been like a lot of talk about Marvel fatigue, how yeah. everything has to be connected, how, you know, if you like, for example, if you didn't watch WandaVision, you really wouldn't understand a lot of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness that, you know, you're having to watch, you know, you're having to watch Loki to really understand what's going on in quantum mania. Like a lot of people are getting pissed off with Marvel because it's a time investment that you have to kind of watch everything. Doesn't it look like the gun plan is walking right into that? Did, well, that no. ever, did, did either of you guys think that? Cause that, that stuck out in my mind how they're like, no, he said there's going to be an elseworlds division like Joker and some of the other movies, maybe swamp thing you know, are not going to be related to the actual DCU. Yeah, but things like uh, the Creature Squad, um, that's, that's, that's supposed to tie into... That's animated, though. Yeah, even the animated movies are supposed to be tied oh, okay. into um, the animated movies, the TV series, and the actual movies. They're all supposed to be, like, interconnected and stuff. And... It just sounds like they're going the route of what people complain about with Marvel. I don't yeah. know. And that, that occurred to me. I don't know if it occurred to anybody else, but to me, I was like, geez, DC is going to become as much of a commitment as the MCU. You know, it's funny. I heard today, well, for 2022, you know, Marvel had on Disney Plus, they had uh, several shows. I forget what all of them were. But uh, the boys beat them all, you know, ratings-wise, viewership-wise. And that's kind of sad, <laughs> you know, that uh, basically no one is happy what Marvel has done with uh, their TV series. And it's almost like they, I, I think that they did a lot of harm more than they did good for, for Marvel. Because and Phase Four didn't help either. Did I you, think Phase Four was a mess that hurt the whole Marvel brand. To tell you the truth, did you watch uh, uh, Wakanda Forever? Well, it just came out yesterday. I haven't had three hours to sit down right. and watch TV. Um, but I, I think I think they need to fire anybody who writes for Disney Plus and just get people who are going to write the characters and the adventures and the stories without without the awoken nutty influence. Mm. I think that's what's I think that came that took over phase four. And I think that's why it's 
it's almost kind of hard to get excited about Marvel stuff now. But it, well, it is for me because I'm just sick of the agenda. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just getting old. I'm getting cranky. I don't know. It's just too much in our face too often. It know? is. It's like, can you at least give us something that was like what we used to watch? You know, it's like, no. <laughs> just, like, just give me a superhero punching a bad guy and saving the world. He doesn't have to save the world because he's trying to rescue his his lover, gay lover, or whatever you want to say. You know, just give us superheroes fighting supervillains to save the world. We don't need everything to have an agenda. Not every villain. Let a villain be a villain. He doesn't need to be redeemed by the end of the movie. Uh, sometimes a superhero just fights a supervillain without a personal, intimate family connection. Like, come on, just get back to the stuff that people loved about comic books. For the keep love the, of God. Yeah, keep the kids innocent. Let both of their parents live. And let's yeah, and, just and have and like a healthy sacrifice to a demon god yeah and have like good relationships too well I, again I, I think we should make we should take a whole checklist to them <laughs> like this is yeah. what you should do well no i should be running the place that's the whole thing i seriously <laughs> I, I would i would fire kevin feige because phase four was a disaster and i remember at the start of phase four you know with this whole crap where you know, he'd said, you know, I think he, pre I'm pretty sure he said Dr. Strange was supposed to appear in uh, WandaVision. And he said something like, well, who wants a white man telling, you know, a powerful sorceress what to do? And I knew at that point, here we go. Now that Infinity War and Endgame made so much money and all that stuff, he's going to start pushing his own politics into the stories and the casting of things. And I did read, and again, I, it could be a rumor, but it is a rumor, actually. But he wants the Fantastic Four to be diverse. And and I'm hearing that, I'm hearing different things, like about Reed. But I think that that's the one that he wants to be a black man, you know, Reed. Um, but I also heard that they're looking at uh, Adam Driver, too. I don't know. I just, I don't think I'm going to be happy. I thought they were talking about him as Dr. Doom. They were, but they're, they're talking about him about everything. I'm sure he's going to be in the Fantastic Four movie somehow. Um, I, I just, I have no faith in Marvel anymore. You know? Well, you see, and like I said, that is phase four. That is when the Awoken Nutty really got a hold of them and just started putting all the agenda stuff in everything you know and i think we've talked about it before how you know the avengers is going to be a completely minority or gender bent team and who are they going to have victor von victor von doom the the white male as the villain so all this a woke and nutty mix versus the white man, you know, like 
that's what it's building to. And it's like I said, it's very hard to get excited because, you know, that's not what I grew up reading and loving. You, you know, are an old man, Jack. I know. I I, I, I am too. I though. am. <laughs> I am because all this this stuff is just sucking the fun out of a medium I loved. You know. But oh, I always well. say, but we have so many good movies to look at. You know, the, in the past. <laughs> so at least we got that. You know. But and the so thing, but the thing is, they look at the movies we love, and they're like, "No, sorry, that that's that's just not correct today. You're not allowed to like that anymore." That's true, yeah. but it doesn't matter. We can still watch them. I mean, Gone, Gone with the Wind. How, how could you like that movie? You know that that's just that's just terrible. That is so I, wrong. I own that movie in three different mediums. So if they take it off the market, I will forever have it. So I don't care. And now I have. How, how could you watch? How could you watch Jaws and and root for those? those three white men on the boat because you know sharks are in danger they're an important part of the ecosystem why should you be so happy they're killing a shark like this is the nonsense i can imagine that goes through my head when i watch movies i enjoyed back in the day all right i'm getting off my soapbox sorry all right yeah i no i just want to like we all will try to finish this stuff up because <laughs> i know it's getting late I'm back in the day. <laughs> uh, rumor that Ray is coming back either in a TV series, it's you know Star Wars Ray Daisy Ridley, or she is coming back, uh, you know, in a new trilogy. I I don't know, but she did meet. She was at Lucasfilm a couple of weeks ago. She did have lunch with Kathleen Kennedy. So yeah, I would say that's probably true. Hi. I like Ray, so I have no problem with her coming back. I would prefer more of a film than the series, though. Because yeah. their series have not been really strong, so I don't want them to mess Ray up. She is the one I have the least problems with from that Star Wars trilogy, and you know, I, I, I liked her the most, so I wouldn't mind seeing her come back. I just hope they don't ruin her. Because uh, even... In the the rise of Skywalker, she was not ruined. You know, it's just everything else was, uh, and the direction that it went in. But I, I still like the character of Ray. I like Daisy Ridley. She seems very humble and grounded. You know, but she's also I'm, I'm sure she's like, I got nothing. It's like nobody's calling my phone. I haven't done a movie since Rise of Skywalker. Give me a job. Please. And I, I think she did say that recently in an interview. She's like, uh, call me up. You know, I'm available. You know, so I'm sure she'll come back. She'll she'll make a decent amount of money. And I wouldn't mind seeing her. But just Ray, you know. I wouldn't even mind if it was Ray and Yoda. I, I don't even know if I want to see Luke anymore. You know, it's just like, let's progress forward. We don't need to see Finn. You know, maybe Finn wrote her a letter and she's like, oh, that's nice. And she crumbles up and throws it in the garbage pit. You know, just move <laughs> on, you know. Uh, so Avatar keeps killing it at the box office. It's number four in, um, right now and uh, was the box office of uh, worldwide of all time. Um it's at $2.129 billion. And the first Avatar 
is uh, where we're talking about Avatar The Way of Water, but the first Avatar is at the top, $2.923 billion. Endgame is after that, $2.799 billion. And Titanic, $2.194 billion. So that wow. James Cameron, he's something else. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, he, he did put all his eggs in this basket, so... I mean, it had to come for something, you know. Uh, otherwise, I mean, I don't. Uh, he would not be happy, right? <laughs> no, no. I mean, uh, you know, he is arrogant, you know. But a lot of—I don't know if I would call him a genius, but he—he he thinks outside the box where a lot of directors don't, or producers, or writers, and all that stuff. Um, but I'm somewhat glad, you know. Again, you know, Disney can't say. Well, the reason why the Marvel movies did so bad because COVID. No one's going to the movies anymore. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you know, Par you know, Paramount's got Top Gun two. Uh, well, Fox, which is owned by Disney, they have Avatar two. You know, just give us movies that, again, don't bang us over the head with politics and agenda, and just remember, we just want to enjoy movies. You know, we're we're not there to be preached. We're there to be entertained. So, absolutely, and I did look into it. Yeah, so Gone with the Wind, adjusted for inflation, uh, is almost four billion dollars. I think maybe three and a half billion dollars. Uh, so that movie sold a lot of tickets. I believe mm. it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, someone had said that Lucas almost had General Grievous in. What is it? Uh, Revenge of the Sith. He, hmm. he was just, yeah, he was, um, he was almost, um, he was going to have him be Darth Maul. He was going to take off his, his face plate and it was going to be Darth Maul. Thoughts? That would have been weird. Even though, you know, I, they did have uh, Maul come back in Clone Wars with like half a robotic body, so hmm. you know it's not like uh, it was that far off. I mean, they probably could have tweaked the uh, uh, Grievous design to make it yeah. more feasible. Yep. But uh, eh, sure, why not? You know, who 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 doesn't love the good old trope of the villain is someone you never expect? Yeah. They could hear Obi Wan, but I killed you. <laughs> I mean, that I think it would have been weird. So I'm glad they didn't do it. It, it is nice to to get shocked every once in a while, but that would have been weird. So I'm yeah, glad they you, didn't. You and McGregor, you and McGregor. That's not true. It's impossible. No. <laughs> no, I mean the the. Grievous was a cool-looking character. I just didn't like that he had asthma. You know, I don't understand why they did that. It just was a stupid design flaw that they put in the character. Yeah, well, um, they they explained it away in the old Clone Wars. I know they did, but it's like you know, that was Mace Windu using the old telekinetic hand crush on him. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I could see him at Darth Maul as as Grievous again if he was redesigned slightly but he was too ro robotic i mean wasn't he wasn't a cyborg he wasn't 
Well, maybe he was because he had a heart, right? Yeah, the, there was there was like a living tissue in that face in the body. You know, he just didn't have any arms and legs. But like mm. he could have had the robotic legs and just had regular arms and they could have pulled off the uh, Darth Maul reveal that way. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm going to end this pretty soon, but we haven't really talked about this Hogwarts legacy. Are, are you guys at all interested in this game? No, no, no. Uh, but I don't think I'm the audience for it. You know, I'm not the audience for it either. I know people that are, uh, that are going to play. It looks good. I mean, I've seen the trailers. Yeah, it does look, look good, but it's like, I don't want to play a kid in school. You know, it's just weird. Like when I play video games, I, even like Tomb Raider, I mean, I played the first Tomb Raider for the PlayStation 1, but I always felt I just didn't want to play as like a, like a female character, you know? I mean, I don't know if that's wrong or whatever, but I, don't, I, def, I definitely don't want to play as a kid in school. I wouldn't mind watching somebody play it that's age-appropriate. <laughs> or, you know, I mean, if you're a big Harry Potter fan, that's fine, but yeah. I mean, I could see it if you're a huge Harry Potter fan, but I, I just don't think it's geared towards the... I think it's geared more towards the teenage market than, you know, adults. But there's been, like, a lot of issues because J.K. Rowling has uh, said some statements that were uh, considered anti-trans uh, by the more trans community. Or just what they're harping on from before she oh i will say that both of them they need to just sit down and talk it out which they never will but she is an instigator you know i i mean i i kind of i understand what she's saying she's saying it from the side of a woman which fedra i think could speak for this is that uh you know i i guess like she doesn't she didn't like originally the fact that they were lumping in trans women into, you know, almost like the history of women and the struggles that women went through, you know, it's like, and I know it's, we won't get into the topic because it's too controversial, but I, I do believe everybody has the right to their opinion, you know, and if just because a person you don't agree with them. That doesn't mean that they need to be canceled and that you can't buy the game because you're supporting uh, bigotry that this person might have. Um, you know, it's, I, I, you know, I lurk amongst a lot of forums and it's just ridiculous. Like with how people are just so offended by this, that this game is coming out, you know, it's, you know, again, she owns, she created the world. She didn't make the game, but she is going to get some money from it, from the royalties and all that. Um, but I, I, you know, I just don't think you can let go of Harry Potter. Like, say, just because somebody said something that you don't like, that means Harry Potter is dead to you or, or that whole world, that universe. Right. Yeah, agreed. And she's the creator. Without her, it wouldn't even exist. Uh, I, I can't believe people forget that. You know, they just think that they can erase one part of it. It's just not right at all. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, again, I wish they would talk it out. And, and I, I think that that's the problem is that neither side were ever willing to talk with each other. And I think that she could have invited some of the leaders of the trans community over for tea, sat down, <laughs> had a nice talk. Well, why not? You know, she's got a nice mansion and everything. But instead, they're both like, look, I don't like you. You don't like me. You stay on your side of the street. I'll stay on my side of the street. You know, and it's it's just such a weird thing. But again, it, it's I, I don't know how people don't see too. It, it's kind of like how it was like in Nazi Germany. It's like if you know they they were burning books because they're burning Harry Potter books, which is ridiculous. You know. Um, but here's just, the thing: they're not burning the books because of the content. No. They're burning the books because uh, they disagree with the opinion of the author who didn't put that in the books. I mean, yep. you, know, you know what? You could say, oh, there's something in there. But that's because you can look at, if you look at anything hard enough, you can find something in there somewhere to harp on. It's like, uh, what's the saying about statistics? Statistics can be made to look like anything. That's true. You know, and it's the same thing with this. You know, if you look hard enough, even in the most innocent of stories, if you look hard enough, you'll find something to be offended about. <laughs> I remember, and I don't know if you were in this class, we were in St. John's, we were in this speech class, and uh, somebody, we had to get up and talk about something, and somebody, some girl got up and talked about the Beatles song, Ticket to Ride. And she said it was all about abortion. <laughs> it's like, where'd you get that from? You know? And she tried to explain it, and there was no way. It's like, but she saw it. Like in her mind, this is exactly what it was about. I don't know how anyone else can't see it, you know. But I just think yeah. stuff like that is just bizarre. It you is. Know, like, yeah, you know, because like what they, uh, you know, they're trying to get everybody not to buy the game, and like they're they're saying that you know not only you know the characters that were in harry potter were racist they were um you know prejudiced and all that stuff and it's like that's stretching a little bit like the goblins they're trying to say are is showing her anti-semitism uh, you know because they were bankers they had like long crooked noses and then she made them as bad people too but it's like but goblins were always portrayed that way, you know, uh, in fiction, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's the same same thing with the nonsense going on with Dungeons and Dragons. I haven't even covered that one yet. You know, I mean, oh, I've been I mean, but it's it's the same thing. I mean, you you have people all offended because this mythical race of creatures. Is always portrayed as evil and it's like well a whole part of their lore is their demon worshipers that do you know sacrifices of each other and other humanoids to this demon god you know and they're like well that doesn't make them evil <laughs> it's the most reasonably thinking people yeah it kind of does <laughs> but yeah. you know there's there's all this crying about that and D, D world and i don't know it just 
The world's gone mad. Mad! It, I tell it you. has. Hopefully we're a safe haven for sanity, but I know we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right, I guess I'll wrap this up. Uh, Jack, can you tell everyone where they can find you? If you disagree with my rampant opinions from this episode, you can always send me an email at jackm at wdwnt.com. Yeah, and I will okay. try to respond if it's not a trap. All right. And Fedra? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and follow me at Fedra Ekris. You can be my friend on Facebook. And you can email me whatever you'd like at Fedra at WDWNT.com. You can email Fedra and tell her how much you hate Jack. <laughs> and me too. You know. <laughs> no, email me about Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Yeah, and then hopefully Soul Talk Tuesday will be coming out soon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Fedra's uh, new podcast. Uh, and also, yeah, I'm, I'm in a second podcast, too. I'm with uh, Charlie Hunter, who's appeared on the show, with uh, uh, Amanda Woodhead and uh, Dom. I can't remember his last name. Sorry. Hardman, I think. And uh, yeah, we go over 80s. It's 80s movies. It's called Rusted Junk. We just did 2010. Oh, uh, Odyssey? Uh, the sequel to Space the Odyssey. Sequel, okay. It's, it, it's a good movie in its own right. You know, it's completely different from the first one, mm -hmm. but it, it's still an enjoyable movie. You know, it's still pretty good. We had, we had fun with that one. Um. Yeah, and if you want, you can email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me a firm request on Facebook. I do got to say, though, our next movie is going to be Cannonball Run 2. Good Lord. I don't Cannonball know Run 2? 2, because it's sequels. Or we did Superman oh, 2. It's the season of sequels. Yeah. I like the first one. That was a fun movie. What, the first Cannonball Run? Yeah. Oh, the second one was just dreadful. I watched it today. Because I'm like, I don't want to wait till the last minute, you know. Ugh. Uh, let's just end it. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, guys. And we will see you next week. And this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season 9, Episode 4. So until next time, see ya. Good night, all. And be good to each other, please. <laughs> good night, everyone. <laughs>